0: A whole new year, a whole new show to share with you, we could do anything in the club that we now call Flashpoint. Welcome to Club
1: Flashpoint. My face is literally just in my hands wanting to die. (laughs) I did, I, did. <laughs> I was not expecting that. It just came to me. Damn, nice job. What a what a what? hell of a way to kick this off.
0: A whole new year. Yeah, year 2. Wow! I can't believe it. Can you believe it? I can't. We made it to year 2. Year two. For those unfamiliar, I'm Dale Flashpoint. With me is Faden Cross. Hello. We used to be something else, but now we are Club Flashpoint.
1: Yeah, we're we're a monthly gaming podcast where we pick a game and
0: we play it, just like a book club. Just Except like a book video club. games. Yeah, that's always the pitch. Just like a book club. Pretty much identical. But
1: unlike books, it's not art.
0: Right. That's true. This is distinctly not art. Video games aren't art. <laughs> They just aren't. Martin Scorsese doesn't think so.
1: No, it's it's Ebert.
0: Oh, it's also Ebert. That's right. I forgot about Ebert. Two <laughs> that, that, thumbs way down. Video <laughs> games are not art. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Has Scorsese said video games
1: are not art? I don't think he has.
0: You know, I don't think he has. I was just conflating the two. Um, perhaps, perhaps I was projecting. I also don't think video games are art. <laughs> I
1: don't. I mean, Scorsese and Ebert are not the same person, but alright, I can see how you got them mixed up. Movie
0: guys? Yeah, you know, film snobs,
1: movie guys. Okay, I get- okay, wait, maybe I can see how you got them mixed up. Yeah.
0: roller coaster rides of Marvel movies.
1: Where's the eight and a half of video games?
0: Holy shit. (laughs) Uh, is that just Last of Us? To some people? No! Oh, I meant like a game that- was extremely similar to the plot of
1: Eight and a Half. Oh, maybe I instead it's a game like... director who's like one of those art directors, and they can't even think of a pitch, and they need to give the pitch, and they're just making a game that doesn't exist.
0: Yeah. Uh huh. And because it's a video game, you get to shoot the aliens that come down. Right at the end of Eight and a Half. There are aliens.
1: Yes, that is the famous twist of Eight and a Half is the aliens come down, <laughs> and Guido <laughs> Contini pulls out a gun and starts capping them.
0: <laughs> capping the aliens. Dale, what game did you play this month? Oh, Faden, I'm so glad you asked. Um, because I just listened to our last month podcast to make sure I don't talk about the same game twice. <laughs> that would be embarrassing. That would be embarrassing. This month, I have played a game that has warmed over the icy cynicism I used to hold so highly in my heart. I used to think that all Pokemon games are the same. And they are. But it used to make me mad. But now (laughs) it just makes me feel like I'm wearing a warm blanket. That warm blanket is called nostalgia. I've been playing the remake Brilliant Diamond on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, Diamond and Pearl were probably the Pokemon games I played the most as they came out right about when I was Pokemon age, 11, 12, 10, 11, 12. I mean, oh, wow. I think it's my Pokemon right age back. started when I was uh, seven. Yeah, but like you, legally you could not have had a Pokemon in Pokemon rules by that point. You know I don't think saying? that's
1: true. I fought preschoolers in a Pokemon game before.
0: What the fuck? It's why just, doesn't Why doesn't my mom let me have a Pokémon until I'm 11, 12 years old? What's that about? <laughs> you bring up a good point. Yeah, we go to the Pokémon school and there's like 6-year-olds. I yeah. got this Abra help me learn what secret move does. Uh, can Abra's learn secret move? Uh special what hidden power? What's the What's the one that changes based on what you're standing on? Hidden power, I think. It might be Secret Move. You, you I don't know. So, so,
1: so, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's what I've been playing. I've almost beat it. I'm to the Victory Road portion of it, but I'm trying to decide what I want to take to the Elite Four before I go through Victory Road and then sweep the floor. Uh, <laughs> Are you overpowered? Uh, I will be. I will be, yeah. I'm going to try and hit at least level 70 before I go through there. Is this a good remake? of the original it is is an it is a fine remake it's a fine there's some things i wish were still there there's some things they removed there's some things they changed understandably for all of these um they got rid of the game corner but i think they did that pokemon wide because gambling bad gambling is after all one of the most deadly narcotics uh that's just true (laughs) that's that's just just true
1: that's just facts
0: yeah um They What else did they do? The underground fundamentally changed Uh, Used to be you could make a secret base And then put all these like floor traps And try and prevent your friends from finding your secret base And it was a little pseudo-competitive kind of thing Not really any, like, you know You're you're shooting guns and Pokemon battles underground No, none of that It was just kind of a fun little thing Well, now it's a really great way to find Shinies And, like, a pretty sure-fire way to find Shinies From what I've been reading online have you Which been
1: getting good.
0: any? I haven't found a single shiny. Not a
1: single one?
0: <laughs> not a single one. Damn. And the <laughs> other thing I'm not happy with, they changed contests. Uh, the Pokemon super contests used to be you would drag and drop these super cute decorations onto your Pokemon and give them like ribbons or fun glasses. or You could make them hold flags but now it's just you put decorations on your Pokeball, and when the Pokemon comes out, there'll be cool, like, swirls of light or puffs of smoke. Uh, A little
1: animation plays out.
0: That's pretty much it. Yep. The rhythm <laughs> game is still there, and that's it. it Does, just You show your Pokemon, you do the rhythm game, the contest is over. There's now, no three stages anymore.
1: So in the original, it was on the DS. I bet all these were touch
0: yeah, yeah. It was touch screen to decorate your Pokemon, which the Switch is still a touch screen, so why couldn't they do that? You could still just you know, even if you wanted to play on controller, you could click on something and then mouse over, so to say, with I kinda, the analogs. I there.
1: kinda get it. The Switch doesn't come with a stylus. And I don't but want touch screen. dirty children touching my Switch.
0: That's why you put a screen protector on. Right, but that's just asking for trouble. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Which so? Which really? That's
1: the fault of the switch. It should come with a
0: stylus. True. Wow. Why didn't they do that? It is kind of weird. Forget a headphone jack. Put a stylus there. I mean, headphone jack is also nice. <laughs> I don't. But I don't want to get rid of that. Everyone's got Bluetooth headphones. Who needs headphone jacks anymore? We haven't had headphone jacks on a cell phone in ten years. Yeah, and that's been a mistake to society. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, But, yeah, overall, Pokemon, good. Two thumbs up. What's your team? My team right now and the team I think I'm going to take to the Elite Four. um, I've got a Bronzong, the big uh, bell Pokemon that was introduced in Sinnoh here. I've got a Scyther. I've got Machoke. No, Machamp. Final Evolution, the four-armed one. Machamp. Machamp. I've got Stuntank, the big uh, skunk Pokemon, Poison Dark. Uh Luxray, which is just the best Pokemon. And then um uh, my starter, which is Torterra. Nice. Do you um name your Pokemon? I nickname every single Pokemon I catch. Wait, every single one? Every single one, even if I don't plan on using it. Oh god. What what's some of your favorites? Uh, well, I nicknamed uh, Luxray Zapp with two P's because electricity and also Zap with two P's is the name of an R&B uh, smooth funk singer and artist from the <laughs> late 80s, and 90s. Zapp and Roger did some good groovy tunes. Okay, Let me okay. me bring it on the dance floor. I, I
1: feel like I've heard about them recently,
0: not from you. Oh, Zap and Roger? They're great. Classic. Classic music. Very funky stuff. And then I named Skuntake Gorgonzola, which I think is very nice.
1: (laughs) Okay, okay. Yeah. Those are some names. Well, thank you. Uh, I currently have in Scarlet and Violet. Oh, what did I... I named my... I can't remember the crab Pokemon name that is new in that gen. But he has big bug out eyes and he looks like he's constantly having a panic attack so i just named him stressed
0: stressed he's stressed out (laughs) of his gourd the stress crab what about you faden what have you played this month i have played probably my favorite jrpg that i played in some time Wow, even more than critically acclaimed free to play up to level 60, featuring the critically acclaimed Heavensward DLC MMORPG Final Fantasy 13 online. <laughs>
1: I would say Dungeon Encounters is better than Final Fantasy fourteen, yes. Wow. So I've been playing a game that about, I think, 300 other people have played. Maybe. Maybe. It is a minimalist dungeon crawler. There is virtually no, like, graphics? The most you bas- get... Is a character walking on tile, and then switching to 2D drawings of the enemies and your party.
0: Yeah, portrait portrait based combat.
1: It is a uh, active uh, time battle system. Classic Final Fantasy. You know, you have a bar that fills up depending on your speed. It'll go faster or slower. And once your bar is filled up, you can do an action. Oh yeah. And it's really good. It's really hard too it constantly wants to punish you for being risky you'll get rewarded oh, yeah. but sometimes you'll just run into awfulness like a treasure hunter will steal 500,000 of your gold oh jeez and, and then you say i hey, i got 450,000 so i'll just go to zero and, uh, no, nope. And at, I was at negative 50 some odd thousand. Which, I was able to get back from. There, there are means to go about it, but it was pretty miserable for a couple hours. I bet. If someone gets petrified, they turn into stone. Uh huh. And they're just on the tile that you left them at. The entire dungeons is just tiles. They're just squares. They're just squares. It feels like, um,. It feels like I'm, like, walking through, like, some middle schooler's art project in a way or something. Like, or, like, someone's prototype D&D dungeon that they have, like, mapped out on graph paper. Interesting. Numbers on the ground indicate enemies. Unless you don't have that ability on, then you won't see anything coming and you'll just hit into awfulness.
0: Oh, boy. That's never fun. Well, unless you like random encounter games, which, that's a whole thing.
1: Yeah, but this, but, but. Thankfully, with the scouting on, you can actually know what enemies are at the tile if you have the information logged in your beastery beastery
0: bestiary best bestiary i don't know bestiary what's <laughs> beast beastery beast Be- beastery is it midst is it mist god no,
1: not come on, man <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I love Portlandia,
1: yeah. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I thought being petrified into stone was the worst status effect until i have been cavied and one of my characters is turned into a gerbil. Ha! Which, you know, that's not great. And there's only, unlike being petrified, being petrified, there's a whole bunch of Gorgon altars you can find throughout the dungeon. It's a 99 yeah, floor yeah. dungeon. And KV only has. One place
0: you can cure that at, oh jeez, and it is complicated to get there one of the one of the nine hundred and ninety nine floors yeah only ninety nine not 999. right,
1: it's on one floor, but you have to take a teleporter on like floor forty four
0: jeez, otherwise you can't access it
1: correct, not wow. well, maybe you can. there are ways to traverse the dungeon. I have this one ability that. Puts me up to a tile directly above me. So. Every tile is on the same. 90 by 90 grid. Yeah. And you can have exact coordinates for each tile. So if I'm on floor 40. At. Uh, X axis 59. Y axis 59. I use greater ascension. I can go up to uh, floor 39.
0: And you'll be at the same fifty nine fifty nine.
1: Yes. If. That exists though
0: If that exists Oh what if it doesn't exist
1: If it doesn't exist Then you can't go up Unless you have Greater ascension Which will put you up On the first tile That it can find Huh You can use all these things To navigate it In ways that Aren't exactly obvious Yeah Yeah And so the game um, You get a whole bunch Of different abilities You can actually prevent Being petrified If you find the right ability In the dungeon Party members are also wandering the dungeon, and you have to pick them up on the tile in order to add them to your party. But unfortunately, this means you'll probably be leaving someone else, and you have to find a way to, like, a teleporter to get back to the town, which you can just drop people off at the main academy place. Found out, if you have no party members left in the academy, if everyone's knocked out in, in different tiles of the dungeon, because if you get knocked out, if your party gets wiped... They are left there. Huh. Left to to find. Left for you to find later. But if you have no one left to explore the dungeon, that's it. You lost. Game over. Game over. Hard loss. Try again. Restart the game.
0: Whoa. All the way from square one? Yeah. It saves. Constantly. Okay, so you could reload your save instead of just hard loss. No, no, no. It will reload to when everyone last died.
1: Oh. See, I found this out because I had a party get wiped on floor 98. And this almost made me quit the game, actually. Yeah. (laughs) Because I didn't access the teleporter on floor 98. I was a couple tiles away, but I had to fight an enemy. And it was a whole bunch of pirate ships. And they just wiped my team. That's pretty scary. I had my robot party member go after them. I used the ability... Oh, no. I didn't use any ability. I've accidentally found a trap floor. And trap floors will drop you. And they can go on until you hit the next tile. That would be Whoa. directly below you. Uh-huh. However, if there are no tiles directly below you, they will be scattered. Like... Completely gone You will lose them And they'll be somewhere in the dungeon Somewhere somewhere. Yep. Oh man And so I almost (laughs) Yeah I almost gave up right there But I was able to get one person to get my teammates down Able to revive them Continue onward Realized I was preparing for super bosses And not the actual final boss And I
0: beat the final boss fairly easily Yeah (laughs) Overall great time what are some of the uh enemies like?
1: Um, just classic fantasy enemies. This is also like the guy who created the battle system for the original Final Fantasy, created the active time battle system. Mm-hmm. And sorry. He was a co creator. But he was the lead
0: on this game. Yeah,
1: yeah. Some
0: heavy heavy muscle there.
1: Yeah, and so the enemies are just very typical fantasy for the most part. You get your Medusas, your your Harpies, your ghosts. Sometimes you get black holes, which is interesting.
0: Oh. oh. Pirate ships. Just your average black hole fight.
1: Yeah. Robots, UFOs. I fought UFOs. No way. Yes.
0: They will insta-kill you. Insta-killed by a UFO. They abduct you. Can you get the party back after something like that, or is it? You just... know,
1: I thought it was an insta kill move, but I realized it actually isn't. I, for some odd reason though, had it blocked. I, I, I had an ability on that prevented its effects. It was scary though.
0: Yeah, scary to be abducted. No, thank you. All the music is just kind of metal covers of classical music. Oh, that's pretty good. What uh, what what are some of the classical pieces you recognized? Ride of the Valkyries, easy one. Nice. Flight of the Bumblebee. Oh, Flight of the Bumblebee.
1: <laughs>
0: March of the Dwarves. Oh, no kidding.
1: Yeah, one of them's March of the Dwarves. The Hut on Fowl's Leg. I don't know that one. Adagio cantabile. Don't know that one. That's a Beethoven one. Okay. Uh, Symphony number no. nine in E minor. Uh, okay. Fantasy Impromptu in C sharp minor. You know, just pieces of this nature, and they're all yeah. good. Yeah. It was definitely done to save costs, but you know what? Pat on the back for doing it. I would only recommend this game if you're a masochist. It is, um... It's... Calling it really hard feels misleading, but it is... Trying to teach you to play a dungeon crawler in a way you never would. It warns you that, hey, things are dangerous in here. No matter what level you are, something can just happen. You have to be prepared. And if you're not prepared, you will die. Feels like a very Club Flashpoint sort of game, honestly. Thinking about (laughs) (laughs) Howard. Wow,
0: I do remember that one. Do you remember that one? But what one did we play this month, Dale? This month's Club Flashpoint game, starting off a year of touchstone games. Yeah. Games that we uh, particularly were fond of growing up, maybe even not growing up, maybe even recently, but games that helped define our tastes. Yeah, we're going to do a whole year of that. All these games are games that one of
1: us have played that we want the other to experience.
0: Yeah. (laughs) i <laughs> So, we're starting off with a pick from me, Kirby's Nightmare in Dreamland, the Game Boy Advance remake of Kirby's Adventure on the Nintendo Entertainment System.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's Kirby. Of course it's good. But first, we like to do a elevator pitch where we give a 30-second pitch to someone to convince them to try this game, to believe in this game, to buy into this game. Exactly. And I believe we determined that whoever picks the game doesn't do the pitch.
0: Oh, okay. I, did, <laughs> I, I forgot that we determined that, but it sounds good to me.
1: <laughs> yep. I have a text so somewhere. You
0: do the pitch.
1: So, it, yeah, it will be me. You'll have to time me. All right. I'm ready when you are. Oh, wait. Am I pitching this to someone specific?
0: No, now just a general, like, hey, buy this game. Okay. And three, two, one, go. In a world lost of all dreams, one very cute
1: but large penguin destroys the fountain of dreams. This fountain is now in trouble as nightmares take over. However... They have to get through. The cutest, most adorable fucking mascot you can think of. He is pink. He is round, and he sucks you down.
0: (laughs) Pretty good. Pretty good. Thank you, pink sucker.
1: Kirby. It's motherfucking Kirby. Kirby's great. Kirby.
0: Kirby's friend shaped.
1: Kirby is friend shaped, as the legend goes or yeah. was made because of uh they they really liked their American lawyer Kirby something
0: Kirby Jack Jack Kirby not Jack Kirby though <laughs> wait Ronald Kirby Howard Kirby sure Francis Kirby Francis So why this game Dale uh, Um I picked this game because way back when I was a little youngster and I was learning how to play video games Uh, I had a hard time with them. They were tricky. They were tough. was a new medium. Um, All of the friends that were in my circle, social circle at the time, were like MLG pro gamer (laughs) (laughs) eight-year-olds. You know, the really tough and intense eight-year-old pro gamer scene. You know, they might say a slur. They might call out your mom. You know, (laughs) that (laughs) kind of. It was 2000 and not very far, so... (laughs) It was Nebulous 2000 Nebulous 2000 So I picked up uh, a copy of Kirby Nightmare in Dreamland After watching my friend play Kirby something or other else on the Game Boy I didn't remember at the time I just saw Kirby game in GameStop Buy that one It's just like my friend has I'm going to play it And I did And I played it And at the same time I was playing another game I think Mega Man Battle Network 4 And I got to the end of that one. It was really hard, and I couldn't beat the final boss, so my friend beat it for me. And, hey, cool. Well, that's fine. We got to the end game. We could play battles together or whatever. That's nice of them. Yeah, yeah. And then I was playing a different game. Got to the end. Couldn't beat the final boss. Well, my friend beat that one for me. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you for the help. Uh, But Kirby's Nightmare in Dreamland. Hold on, though. I got to the end. Hold on. Hold up. I'm sorry to derail
1: you, but I'm noticing the pattern starting early. Oh
0: fuck! <laughs> just I just can't finish games. <laughs> you, you can't beat games. You you're finished with them. You just can't beat them. I can't beat the final <laughs> boss. I, I'm done. <laughs> well, Kirby's Nightmare in Dreamland came along, and it was the first game that not only did I finish beat the final boss, but I also ca- coward, ca- cavorted, ca- conversed. <laughs> Spoke, (laughs) this is before the internet, so there was a lot of talking, a lot of sharing of secrets. Mm -hmm. I got to 100% file completion on Kirby's Nightmare in Dreamland and was rewarded with the Meta Knight Nightmare in Dreamland bonus game. Wait, wait, there's a bonus game if you 100% it? You didn't know that?
1: No, No, this is my first time ever playing
0: it. Oh, yeah. If you 100% the save file, you get to then play as Meta Knight. However, you can't save. You just start the game from the beginning every time. Wait. As Meta Knight. Wait, but I totally could save with my setup. You could with your emulation setup, yeah. I mean, it's just a backup of a digital backup of a game you already own physically. No comment. But yeah, I didn't know I could do that. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe spend a little extra time working on those secrets and get to 100% save file.
1: Maybe. Maybe. So Kirby, did you play much Kirby games outside of this one?
0: Uh I did. I did. The other game that I mentioned that my friend had was uh the second Kirby Game Boy Advance game called Kirby and the Amazing Mirror. And I didn't. I don't think I 100 percented that save file, but that was another one I was able to play and beat the final boss on my own. And that one is even better, uh, I think. And then on the DS, Kirby's Squeak Squad came out, where they reintroduced combining copy abilities. <gasps> I say reintroduced because Kirby 64 first...
1: and the Crystal Shards.
0: Yeah, my Squeak favorite Squad Kirby did Game. not have as good combo abilities. Not quite. But uh,
1: nothing can top Kirby 64 and the Crystal Shards so much that after playing Kirby Nightmare and Dreamland, I went to Kirby 64. Did you? Yes. Mm, Good,
0: good. So great. I I think I'm going to try the one you lent me, the co-op Switch Kirby. um, That one's amazing. My girlfriend and I could play that one together and it looks a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. At first I was worried it was going to be an open world Breath of the Wild Kirby game. And it's just a Kirby game. It's just a normal-ass
0: Kirby game. And it's so good. Good. It's a fun time with a partner, too. Awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to trying that one. But, uh, yeah, I've played a lot. Once I finally got my hands on Kirby and the Crystal Shards, I think that was... That is it. That, that game is so good. That sealed the deal. Now,
1: my one last Kirby history question for you. Okay. Were you introduced to Kirby before... In Smash Bros.? Or was Kirby uh, Nightmare in Dreamland or uh, watching your friend play a Kirby game? Was that your first exposure?
0: That was my first exposure. Kirby platforming Damn. games were my first exposure before seeing Kirby in the hit Nintendo party game for children, Super Smash Bros.
1: Have you ever played Smash 64 then? Yeah, yeah. Just after.
0: Just after. I didn't get a Nintendo 64 till I was like a freshman in high school.
1: Okay, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Wow. So you you, yeah. you you win pure. Of course. A Nintendo purist, if you will. Okay. Yeah, I was first introduced to Kirby um, from Smash Bros. And then I got the, uh, the Kirby Crystal Shard game. Then I was sold. Kirby's perfect. Kirby's amazing. So good.
0: Very good. Very good. I um I'm I'm not very good at puzzle platforming games, but I am pretty good at action platforming games, and that's what Kirby taught me. Yeah, so
1: how should we talk about Kirby? I mean I basically summarized the story. King D D messes up the fountain of dreams. No, not
0: true kind of true. He does. Partially he, true. He
1: does, but it's a good thing actually.
0: Because he does, but it's a good thing. That's what we should talk about. Yeah. Yeah. The story of this game.
1: Yeah, the story of this game is, there are nightmares, there are bad guys, King Dedede smashed the Fountain of Dreams by accident while bathing in it, this in turn saved the fountain because they couldn't take it over right away, and then Kirby fixes all that, and everyone can dream again.
0: No, 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 you're not doing a very good job. Faden, thank you for trying, I, Dale Flashpoint, will now properly summarize the story of what is one of my favorite (laughs) games of all time.
1: Literally just nightmares come by... They lose.
0: Dream's back. Kirby's Nightmare in Dreamland opens with Kirby enjoying a nice afternoon nap when suddenly he finds himself not able to sleep anymore. Puzzled by this, he goes to investigate the Fountain of Dreams, which provides dreams and peaceful nap times for all the members of Dreamland. And the Star Rod is missing from the Fountain of Dreams. Perplexed by this, Kirby assumes that, of course, King Dedede is up to no good again and has scattered the pieces of the, fount- the, the Star Rod throughout, his, throughout Dreamland and given them to his cohorts to protect. So Kirby sets out on a quest to restore the Star Rod to the Fountain of Dreams, and, you know, show King Dedede what for, and bring back peaceful naptimes to all of Dreamland. So you grow across the seven stages and collect the seven fragments of the Star Rod from the seven... DVD cohorts. Seven is a holy faces. Christian number too, which makes sense. Kirby is a Christian text. That's right. This is uh, the Christ
1: story. <laughs> this is basically the retelling of the crucifixion of Jesus.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Satura Awada. <laughs> very, very accurate retelling. Wait, Awada was the president, though. He was the lead director of this game.
1: Wait, it was a Awada. Yeah. Oh, Sakurai was just a.
0: Uh,
1: what was Soccer? I Sakurai probably
0: position? worked on development. Yeah, it just said lead director was Owada.
1: Okay, okay. See, Owada uh, was a good president. I mean all presidents are evil, but like he was a good one because he understood how games were made.
0: Yes. Because he helped make games.
1: Yeah, because he made games, that helps.
0: <laughs> it, usually usually a good thing to have on the resume. Well, anyway, across the seven levels, you restore the Star Rod and you get to the Fountain of Dreams where DDD awaits. And he is yet again trying to prevent you from restoring the Fountain of Dreams. You beat him in single combat and you learn, oh, DDD scattered the Star Rod on purpose because there's this big extra dimensional nightmare scary dude. No. Ah! Objection. Objection. He did it by accident. I don't. That's
1: what the ending text of the game says. Even though, yes, even though I just
0: finished it today. what no hold on it said ddd scattered the star rod intentionally i thought it said unintentionally no he was pretty intentional about preventing the night ddd was out to save dreamland by scattering the star rod and kirby had no idea but ddd's not smart enough to do that in this game he is i are you floored are you bewildered
1: I just don't think this is right.
0: <laughs> I literally finished the game this afternoon and read the words aloud to your partner. Fuck. Well, I'll see you in court. I believe okay. you for now until I sue you. <laughs> Click Flashpoint I... <Clash> over. <laughs> over. Lawsuit. We'll bring you our next exciting podcast, The Chronicles of the Lawsuit. Oh, that'd be sick. Let's let's sue each other
1: for content. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right so king deity intentionally broke the star rod
0: and gave it to it, his most fucked up guys it is true and those fucked up guys were just there trying to prevent nightmares <laughs> well, as soon as you put the Star Rod back together, DDD's panicked face goes, Oh, shit! You ruined my plan! Nightmare comes down, seizes the essence from the Star Rod, but not the Star Rod itself. You're transported through the Fountain of Dreams into the moon where you face off against Nightmare's itself, slinging stars left and right in some shmup hot action, and then a final boss fight where, uh, yeah, it took me a, it took me a whole afternoon to beat this as an 11-year-old. It was very difficult. Uh, I did it in three tries today. It was kind of hard now. It's it's kind of hard now. It still is a tough fight. Yep, but that's Kirby. Very, very fun. My th- I think what I like most about Kirby, um, especially modern Kirby games, is that you can play them at whatever pace you want. You can tap the directional pad forward once and you'll take a nice little kind of stroll, like a nice little jaunty... I'm just walking through a dreamland. The music for green greens is going. It's nice. Do 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 Or you could be like, I'm speed running the shit, and you double tap forward, and you're like sprinting faster. Just going <emásonful> do <diction kilo-ctoryore influencing functions>
1: Oh man. I can tell you've been making music today. (laughs) Oh, I love Kirby music. Kirby music
0: (laughs) is a big influence on my musical taste. Kirby music's great. I uh, love Butter Building. Butter Building? Butter Tower? Butter Building, yes! The stage select music for once you have uh, finished a level in Butter Building, you come back, you come out the door. It's just. Well, here, it's just this. Oh, are you telling me to edit it in? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm suggesting that maybe our wonderful editor Faden could uh, cut in some music there. Well, I don't know. We'll see about that. Okay. We'll see.
1: Yes, very good music. I love King Dedede's boss theme. Just an absolute classic. It it really is. But how does this thing play? It's a good game because it has a jump button. Yes, yep. So, check, has a jump button. It's a side-scroller. You go back and forth, left and right, up and down. Alright, check, is a side-scroller. This game's already aiming for perfection. Has a cute and- little
0: guy. Cute little guy is the lead antagonist. Did you know that this? this is multiplayer as well? You and up to three other friends could play together. That's wild to me. I don't know how yeah. that would work. I think they had a special four-way game link cable.
1: No, think... not like how it would work
0: cable-wise, but how it would work playing. Oh, yeah. Would they... uh Presumably, they'd have to up the enemy number. Yeah, because this game isn't chock full of enemies and it's fairly easy. Yeah. Yeah. Not. I beat it in probably about 2 hours all told. Yeah, it's a very short game. <laughs> Did you have any hard points in the game? Um, initially as as a child, yes. Uh one of the hard points was probably figuring out how to do the secrets um scattered throughout these levels. You'll see maybe a cannon with a very short fuse and you have to light the fuse and get into the cannon before the cannon fires to, to send you to a different part of the level and hit a switch and unlock the secret there. Um, that was kind of puzzling. I didn't do any of that this time around since I've already done it in my lifetime. And yeah, just, you don't need to I'm do just it again. I'm podcasting about the game and talking about nostalgia, which, anyway. Uh, <laughs> this time... I think one of the hardest parts I struggled with was since I was playing a digital backup of a game I already physically own, um, relearning the controls on a new system. And then also, uh, digital backups have a few extra features. One of which includes a fast forward button. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I kept hitting the fast forward button on accident and dying. Oh, (laughs) that's not good. Not great. Um, Beyond that, it was uh, it was very familiar. It felt good to come back to this. Pretty okay. much just like riding a bike. So you didn't really have any issue playing this? No, no. No issues whatsoever. I only got a game over screen like four or five times. Okay,
1: so level six, Orange Ocean, kicked my absolute ass. Oh, I, Orange
0: Ocean. I love that one. With the pirate I, ship.
1: Oh, I just kept hitting things and getting hit. And just cannons were firing balls at me. I just, I. I also had a hard time with my. (sighs) I kept spitting out my. uh, getting hit, losing my copying ability, floating, spitting out my breath, and destroying my copy ability. Oh,
0: oops. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I kept doing that a lot. And then I would just get wrecked
0: from all sides. Yeah, yeah. One, oh, I guess I did catch myself in boss fights without copy abilities. Oh. That's always a tough spot to be in. It's never impossible, but it's just much harder than it would be with say a sword or being able to spit fire at something. But you can. You know that, right? You you can. Yeah. Oh.
1: Eat the Every, star
0: that right. Gets hit, hit and then, then absorb the copy ability. Summon. Right, right. Yeah,
1: the thing I learned after I beat the game and I saw the credits of like they have like little videos Of Kirby doing stuff, and I saw Kirby suck a boss ability, or suck a boss star up, and then change into, like, a hammer or something, and I wanted to scream. I wanted to scream at that point. I did not know that.
0: I don't know if that's accurate. I should try that. It is. Like, so specifically when you're fighting the hammer guy, if the hammer guy slams down the hammer and the star appears, you're saying you can use that star as the hammer copy ability? Yes. Yes. Interesting.
1: I I tried it. It blew my mind. Interesting. Like, the King Dedede fight would have been way easier.
0: What would King Dedede give you? A hammer? Hammer, yeah. Huh. Huh.
1: Learning something new.
0: Yeah, I've always just gulped the stars and then spat them right back because they do a ton of damage.
1: Well, that's just classic Kirby. That's how you beat bosses in the first game. Very first one. The Game Boy one. Yeah.
0: What'd you think of Boss Rush Tower? Didn't do it. You have to do it. It's like oh, oh two. No, nope, you're uh, right. Yeah, I did yeah. do it. I hated it. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I kept dying on that one. That one's got some really good music in it. It does. the The music's just great in Kirby. Well, yeah, yeah. Music is great all around. I don't remember who uh, the lead songwriter was, but great job
1: good job pat on the back person we could look up i'm not gonna (laughs) not gonna but we could i'm not gonna because this is like a nintendo game like they're really already very popular i don't feel as concerned yeah yeah like people made it i acknowledge that people made it but this is also just nintendo this is as big as we could get name wise and it's a
0: 20 year old game at that it's also a 20 year old game what was your favorite level um there's a really fun airship level. I think it's in the uh, level 5 or maybe level 4. Yogurt level Yard four, yogurt, or Yogurt Yard.
1: Grape Garden. I love Grape Garden.
0: Oh no, no, it is Grape Garden. Grape Garden has an airship level that is just so much fun.
1: Also, they have a lot of like gothic architecture.
0: Yeah, in some Grape really Garden cool castles and and yeah. really big wrought iron fences
1: it's really cool. <laughs> what was your favorite mini game? Because um, throughout the level like there's a normal level select, Super Mario Bros. 3 style. And you you can play mini games on the side, and some of them were a lot of fun.
0: Like the Rail Grind?
1: Yes, I like the Rail Grind one. That's just Kirby's air ride prototype.
0: Yes. That was a lot of fun. Um I think there was a push the button at the right time to smash the rock. Was that in this one?
1: Uh, no, but there are the uh, press A when you see an exclamation point to do a oh, samurai. Quick draw.
0: Yeah, a yeah, samurai quick draw. Knock the hat off. That one was
1: fun. <laughs> you had samurai Kirby against other enemies. I beat Meta Knight
0: once. Did you really? Yeah, that's so hard. But you it is three so hard if you do it.
1: Yep. Also, I know this, I guess, is a thing that's commonly accepted, but it's weird to see Meta Knight as just another Kirby.
0: Yep, Meta Knight is just another Kirby.
1: It, and that's, of course,
0: that's what Meta Knight is. He, he even looks it. Yeah, it's but the same shape. It messes me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, behind that cold steel face mask is some cute white yellow eyes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it really fucks with me.
0: I, <laughs> Aside from the Meta Knight boss battle Do you think you had a favorite fight?
1: Well it, it's not the Meta Knight boss va-
0: battle That what? one It's just what? okay It's so fun It's an iconic sword fight between two curbs Yeah but like it was really easy Well yeah
1: I, I guess DDD DDD was the only one where I really had to go for it DDD
0: or the drill boss Oh the drill boss I had a hard time with that because I forgot Um, Well first of all I forgot what the keyboard Inputs were for jump (laughs) So I I was having a hard time there But then second of all I had a hard time because I didn't have a copy ability So I had to suck up the missiles and spit them back Or Um, use the missiles Copy ability Right What would that have been I cannot remember what it was But that's how I beat that boss Okay. What I ended up doing was taking cutter copy ability in there and just beating the shit out of it.
1: Yeah, that's pretty reasonable.
0: If you had to declare one copy ability <laughs> as, like, the utility knife, the one copy ability that suits best for all lo- uh, all situations, it- could you pick one?
1: Spark. 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 Okay. Just straight spark. That was, like, if I had spark before any boss fight, I just won in a matter of seconds.
0: Yeah, Spark is push B to win,
1: pretty much. It is push B to win. So I like that. <laughs> you?
0: I I would say either Cutter or Laser. Okay. I like projectile abilities.
1: Laser's um, fun. He gets a little eye visor. I love it yeah. when Kirby gets a new ability and he has a different costume. Yeah, Spike
0: Kirby. Spike Kirby's great with the little thorny hat. I The beam Kirby just has a mage hat. Yeah, um, I think I like
1: the uh the wheel, and he has a backwards (laughs) (laughs) pit stop cap. cap.
2: Yeah, uh,
0: the cape and uh, feather ears for for high high jump jump. Kirby. Yep, I love also throw and backdrop the two kung fu abilities. Didn't understand how those worked, really,
1: until I saw the uh (laughs) until I saw the credits and they showed a video. Of them using those abilities.
0: I was like, ah, I see now. So th- I th- I would argue that throw is the better of the two. Because throw is very similar to the vacuum breath. Yeah. Except instead of copy ability, you just throw whatever you pick up.
1: Yeah, which
0: works. And then backdrop is just suplex whatever you dash into. Yep. Doesn't work on boss. You land on. Does not work on boss, no. Kind of
1: a <laughs> <bummer>. <laughs> That's what messed me up. They were useless during boss fights. How about UFO copyability? You like that one? UFO's sick. UFO's pretty, pretty sick. sick, but it's so rare to get, so I kind of don't count it.
0: Yeah, it's very tough to hang on to that one, too. Yeah, it's nice I to fly around. just, like, mowing through things, and then, oops, I ran into something, yep. and I was at the top of the stage, and oh shit, the star fell all the way down, and is just, it's gone now.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's okay. It's fun in the moment, but it's also kind of unwieldy.
0: Yeah. It's um, clear it's a superpower one, but eh. Right. One of the superpower ones that I think is just a trap and never works, even though it looks like it should work and it would be a lot of fun. Ball Kirby. I don't understand how it works. <laughs> you're supposed to just hold the button. Okay. And So it's then momentum based, uh, based on your bounces and how fast you're going. However, if, once you start to slow down you're then vulnerable. So it's like you get going, and if you're going across the screen fast enough, you kill a few things, but as soon as you hit a wall, you'll slow down just enough that if there's an enemy right by that wall, you're going to die.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Okay. It never worked yeah. for me, so. It never works. It's just a trap. It looks like it's going to work because you see the enemies using it, bouncing around. And yeah. Then they hit you, and you're like, fuck, I want to do that.
1: Also, Kirby looks so cute as a little ball. Yes. Ridiculous. <laughs> is that Kirby though? Is that really just Kirby? Should we should we go on to questions? Do you have any last thoughts? Um cuz like that's what I like about Kirby. It's it's simple. It's a simple it, fun time.
0: It really is. And that that might be it.
1: Anyone can play this game. Anyone should play this game if they like cute little guys. They should play Kirby. Kirby Kirby's the best one.
0: Yeah, give it a shot. Kirby's one of the better cute little guys. Yoshi's up there, but, you know, take your Nintendo pick. There's a bunch of cute little guys. Yeah.
1: Would you say this is a good introduction to Kirby?
0: Yes, this one especially. Um, Oh, one thing. I did remember one thing. The very last level in the game, level six, or stage six in the Rainbow Resort, stage seven. So seven, six. Can you picture it? Do you remember it? Well, Rainbow Resort is just where you fight the evil, nightmarish monster.
1: Oh, yeah. By the way, we have to attack that man's spine.
0: Yes. You have to wait for him to expose his spine to deal any damage. That's what threw me for a loop as a kid. Fucked up. not figure that out. Uh, But anyway, the very last level in the game, 6-7, or 7-6, just before you fight the final boss, is just a nod to Kirby's Adventure. It's all black and white level, all NES graphics. Oh, yes. The blocks the, isn't that so good? That level was amazing. It was literally just the original game. Yeah, and they play the original NES music. Yeah. Too, like the very first Green Greens. Yeah,
1: no. Oh, I, I'm so glad you mentioned that. That part, that was my favorite part of this game, actually.
0: That was my favorite level. It yeah, was it's so a- good. All of the enemies and you, the player Kirby, still remain in color, but yep. the rest of the stage is back to NES black and white graphics. I think they should have made the enemies the same as the NES graphics and just Kirby. Agreed. That would have been just an extra kick because it was a lot of the same enemies and a lot of those uh, stages we go through are just right out of Kirby's adventure.
1: Yep. It, it is interesting. I, You know what, We'll get into this later about remakes as a concept, but you know what? It's cool to see what remakes were before this time.
0: Yeah. It's great that's a great segue into questions because we did have some pertaining to that, didn't we?
1: Yeah, let's get let's get into questions. <laughs> Question comes from Cheery.
0: What is your favorite game you have never played? Oh, boy. Oh, wow. That's that's a weird one to think about. Do you have an answer? Because I think I have to think about that. I
1: have to think about this a bit. I've been, I've been thinking about this question. It's a good question.
0: Your favorite game you've never played? Huh. I could pick a number of things. Um... I'm thinking of PlayStation games. No, that count. That doesn't count because it went PC. Oh, I have one now and have played it. Yeah, yeah. The the original Pathologic,
1: the first one. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good pick. I'm I'm never gonna play it, but it's my favorite game that I've never
0: played. I think. Wow, this is just sending my <laughs> mind into a thought pattern of weirdness. It's a this good is a question. Weird way to think about, it. yeah. My favorite game that I have never played. I'm just thinking about so many games. Yeah, because
1: you're watching a stream of something, you're just watching a friend play. There's so many good games to choose for
0: this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I I got it. I've got yeah? it. Yeah. My what is favorite it? game that I have never played is PT.
1: Oh, that's a good one, That's a good one. trailer I don't yeah. think I've technically played it either. I just watched my partner play it,
0: yeah, yeah, that was a good one to watch someone play. I remember being in a whole room watching uh our good friend and uh sometimes podcast guest Jake play that one. Oh, that was in my room that was in your room, yeah, yeah, wild, oh my God, wild. <laughs> And that's my favorite game that I probably will also never play. Yeah, you. you how could you? <laughs> how could I? <laughs> that's great question. Great question. Cheery's always bringing the best questions. Yeah. Thank. Thank you very much, Cheery. A uh, friend of the show, Hilver. Thanks for chu- tuning in and chiming up. Hilver says, Kirby Legend is they began as a placeholder. Oh, the Kirby legend is that they began as a placeholder, but everyone loved the design. What are your favorite mascot platform character designs, and which do you think needs a redesign?
1: I've been thinking about this question since we we first got it. Yeah. I think, and this is going to sound wild, but truly, Mario... Does he have to be a plumber?
0: Wait, what part of the question are you answering? Is this your favorite mascot, or is this a mascot that needs a redesign? The redesign part. Oh,
1: I don't know. Mario doesn't really. Maybe it it works because he doesn't fit in. But like,
0: steaming hot take. I mean, actual lava hot take. I think Luigi looks better, right? Like, because he's green and slightly (laughs) taller. (laughs) I mean. I don't. Whoa, <laughs> I I just don't like nuclear hot take. Maybe
1: it's the red. Maybe Mario just needs a different color than red. How I mean, purple. That's see. That's what's so unfortunate because Mario oh, and Waluigi already have a better character choice than Mario does. I'm just not crazy about the red. Okay. Okay. Favorite mascot. I mean, I love a Yoshi.
0: Yoshi is pretty good.
1: Yoshi's Yoshi's my fave. I mean, Yoshi or Kirby. I truly love Kirby.
0: I would have to say that the best mascot ever designed is Link from The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Boo! Uh, Really really set the character design process forward about 30 years. He's just Um, a guy. (laughs) He's just a guy in a green tunic. With pointy ears and nose. Robin Hood did it. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) My actual answer, though... um, No, that can be your actual answer. Don't let me
1: bully you out of your answer.
0: (laughs) I do like Link. I do like Link.
1: Yeah, Uh, no, that's fine.
0: Link can be your mascot. I'm just being mean. And for redesign, I'm going to say Sonic because it's about time Sonic got a redesign because Sonic has had about a dozen redesigns over the years. So I'm ready for the next one. Isn't it it the time for the new Sonic? Come on. I, I mean... He hasn't really had a... He's always been a blue hedgehog. I don't know... What? Oh, my gosh. Sonic went from a short blue hedgehog with a chubby body and stubby limbs. He did have a a chubby body. Okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah, lanky blue hedgehog with uh, long limbs. And then to all blue hedgehog, no flesh-colored limbs. And then uh, back to... Sonic's been all... Sonic had a sword once. We tried to redesign Sonic, and it was... The kind of creepy movie Sonic. Oh god,
1: you're right. pre change Though, honestly, looking back on that, they should have kept that design. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it would be more interesting to look at. I guess. Because it just looks like Sonic. Especially, those movies are for kids. They're fine. but Yeah, they're fine. They're fine. But, like, I wish it was more cartoonish or less cartoonish. Its middle ground is really weird. Huh. You can't have James Marston looking at a goofy Sonic the Hedgehog and then me go, "Yeah, this works. Just make a cartoon James Marston." <laughs> or make realistic teeth Sonic.
0: Okay. One or the other. <laughs> okay. I uh, I don't understand it, but I respect it. Next question. From the specter of socialism.
1: From the specter of socialism. Constantly haunting us. What did you find to be the most challenging enemy in Kirby? Uh, Nightmare. Yeah, Nightmare's kind of tough. But that's because he doesn't like to show his spine often. Every enemy you can hit, normally. But this guy has invulnerability.
0: Right. And it's the first and only time it's in the game for the final boss. So it's kind kind of a curveball. What was
1: your favorite power? Throw. Yeah, you love throw.
0: I do love throw.
1: I mean, I love Spark. I'm a I'm a workhorse sort of person, so Spark's my go-to.
0: I will say, um, I'm glad we picked this one for nostalgia reasons. But copy abilities got way better in Amazing Mirror. Uh, they added expanded move sets for all of the copy abilities. Okay. For example, the hammer got a flaming uppercut. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you hit up and A, you would swing the hammer upwards and it would catch on fire. That's sick. I love that. So sick. Yeah. Amazing Mirror is another very good Kirby game if you haven't played it. Um, Going outside this game,
1: what is your favorite power? This isn't Spectre Socialism's question. This is mine.
0: Oh, just Kirby in general. Yeah, what's your favorite Kirby in general power? Lightning Cutter from uh, Crystal Shard. Nice. Uh, I
1: either love the refrigerator from Crystal Shard.
0: Oh, is that Double Ice? No, Ice and Electric. Ice and Electric. I don't think I've ever
1: tried that. Yeah, you can like you spit out food you can eat, and it damages <laughs> enemies.
0: That's so good.
1: Yep, but. I think because I'm a Star Wars nerd. Double bladed lightsaber
0: from Curly the Crystal Shark. Electric Cutter. Hell yeah! It's way too good. It's so cool. (laughs) Cutter Cutter combined with anything comes up with some really good.
1: Yeah, I I I do love the flame sword that you can throw. Yes. Oh no wait. Sorry. It's the stone and cutter. The, uh, Invisible Shurikens. Invisible Shurikens. Yes! <laughs> sorry, sorry. Invisible Explosive Shurikens.
0: Explosive. I don't know why they explode, but they do.
1: Yeah! Yeah! No, is that Bomb and Stone? Or Bomb and Cutter?
0: Bomb... That might be Bomb and It's cutter.
1: Bomb and Cutter. Yeah, it's Bomb and Cutter. Not
0: Stone and Cutter. Stone and Cutter is where you, uh... You chisel yourself into a big statue.
1: Right. Of, like, animals or...
0: Yeah, and I think it's can around as it. Yeah Man, I'm, I'm playing Crystal Shard as soon as we wrap up this <laughs>
1: <so>. <laughs> And Specter Socialism's last question How does the game compare to other Kirby games in your opinion? It's great, Kirby's great Yeah, but comparatively, where would you rank this one?
0: Oh, it, it, of all The Kirby games, this is probably One of them
1: <laughs> Out of all the Kirby <laughs> games you played How do you feel about this, this one?
0: It definitely is one of them. <laughs> it's good. It's it's good. I'm gonna rank it high because of nostalgia. Um, That's fine. Top top five. Top five. Maybe not top three though. Uh, I think I think number five. It's five out of top five.
1: Okay. I I think this is one of the better ones, but it's not my favorite. I I really do like the Forgotten Land. I really do like Crystal Shards, but this one's pretty good uh i like the original too though
0: yeah Adventure. yeah yeah the, wait, no, no Dreamland.
1: kirby yeah dreamland i played dreamland
0: yeah yeah dreamland on the game boy yeah
1: that was after i got exposed to kirby my cousin had it on her game boy and so i played it i'm a kirby pinball fan I've never played Kirby Pinball, but that sounds fun. Oh, Kirby's Air Ride. Big, big Kirby Air Ride fan
0: over here. Ooh, 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 ooh. So good. They need to remake that game. We should play that. I have that. Great. Let's do that. Let's do that. That game's City Trial all day. City Trial
1: all day. Best Kirby mode, best Kirby
0: anything, City Uh, Trial. That's a great way to spend 12 hours is just playing City Trial.
1: (laughs) Yep. That's right. (laughs) 12 hours of Kirby City Trial.
0: Uh, Oh, uh, (laughs) from Suzor, we've got more questions. Suzor asks, what is your favorite enemy? Oh, I really like the broom sweepers. Oh, that are just, they're like, a. they got the witch's hat. It's like a sack of flour. They got the broom. They're just, they're sweeping. I like the mushrooms that are dancing, and then you suck off the mushroom cap, and they got arms, and they're like, whoa, I'm just dancing. What are you doing? They're panicked. (laughs) They're like, oh, God, my cap. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I really like the, the floaters that are just like, they've got the floppy ears and they're smiling and just and kind cute. of floating there. And they're cute. And then you try and suck them up and they're like, no, don't do that. And they get big, sharp, scary teeth and then they come charging at you.
1: Yeah, those are fun. I, those That's a classic
0: Kirby character. Classic. I mean, Waddle Dees. Just Waddle Dees. Waddle Dees really good. Um, Punchy Joe. I don't think that's in this one. We didn't see Punchy Joe, Knuckle Joe, actually. I think it's called <laughs> Punchy Joe. Um, um, the sword enemies in this game looked pretty cool. There were the two. There was the the one that looked kind of like a more traditional knight, and then there's the others that I like to call the jet plane knights. That they like had these uh, wings to them almost, and they I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Extension of Suzar's question Does the design seem to stay the same Or does it get updated from the original Kirby
1: I think they keep the ethos But they just add more pixels So it it, it
0: keeps the design pretty the same Pretty much the same, that's right Just uh, as graphically pure as can be Given the era And it
1: does change how those enemies feel Especially when you're in the level Where you're at the stage That looks like the original game but the enemies are different. They really do feel different. Yeah. But it, it works. The the, the the
0: style works for the, the remake. And finally, if you could make up a new power, what would it be and what would it look like on Kirby?
1: Kirby would suck up a cop and he gets a gun. <laughs> he gets a gun and no morality.
0: I don't want cops in Dreamland. <laughs>
1: Kirby A cab.
0: Uh, Kirby sucks up a chair and can be picked up by. Like, this is for multiplayer only. Right, of course. Um, Kirby sucks up a chair, gets turned into a chair, can be picked up by your partner, and uses a weapon.
1: Like a Waddle D. Not yeah, Waddle D. Yeah. A King D In the most WWE ass fucking outfit.
0: Yeah, like his final smash from Smash Bros.
1: Yeah, or... Oh, shit, you're right. You do get a cage match. Yeah. Okay, real answer. What if he sucked up, like... So, you know, we're
0: podcasters, right? Yes, we are. What if he sucked up a microphone? That's already in the game. Oh, fuck.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um... I almost said mech. What if he sucked up a mech and piloted a mech? But I realized there's an entire game where he pilots a mech. That's true. Kirby Robobot.
0: Planet bo,bo!
1: Kirby sucks up a US president and then he can drone strike. Hell yes.
0: <laughs> Most OP ability.
1: Is there a painting one? Maybe he sucks up like a painter and he can paint? Oh, I don't
0: think so. There's the painting boss. There's a painting but, uh, There's a
1: painting boss in, like, every Kirby game?
0: Yeah. <laughs> there's a storm cloud boss in, like, every Kirby game. There's a storm cloud. And you know what? There's a tree boss. There's a tree boss. Wispy Woods, you son of a s-
1: sea cook. <laughs> the next question comes from The Traveler, another great question asker. With all the mainstream reboots, remasters, and remakes, are there any developers these days creating really unique, good concepts for games? We keep saying the same giant devs fail over and over with new concepts too. Open parentheses, Returnal, Control, etc. Close parentheses. Now, Now, I would like to quibble a little bit. I don't know about Returnal, but I know Control, that's not, it didn't fail. I don't think it failed. Yeah, Control I, is pretty
0: widely regarded as a good one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Now, Remedy's restructuring their entire Alan Wake story to be a Control thing. What? Yeah. That's it's should all I not connected. Play
0: Alan Wake. No. Or sh- should I well, wait to play Alan Wake? Is what I'm saying. I. No. Like Alan Wake Two. Both of them. I've got them all. <laughs> well, Alan Wake Two isn't out yet, so no. Oh. No, that was right. There was Alan Wake, and then Alan Wake's American, American Nightmare. American Nightmare. And yeah, and
1: then Control has an Alan Wake
0: DLC. No shit. Yep. I don't know anything about Alan Wake. I should play Alan Wake. I tried to play it once, and I was like, this isn't an open-world survival horror game. This is stupid. And then I stopped. Yeah, that's fair. See, I also
1: I think it's... about Halo. Even Halo's not a remake, and that kind of failed, too. I'm just I'm just really? thinking about the question where I'm like, that the trailer is hitting on something. There, w- what new IP is successful? Force Spoken just came out, and that's just that's going to get hammered. People are is not it? about Forespoken that game. Has
0: almost come out. Oh, almost come out. But yeah, I don't. I, don't I got think, a coworker who's talking all about how great it looks. But you're oh, right. Oh, really? It's, yeah, yeah. Magic parkour. I, I tried the demo. I wish it was that fun. Oh. Okay. Um, Elden Ring. Wait, that's just Dark Souls. <laughs>
1: um, but I I would say people who are creating something nice. I mean, Obsidian released Pentiment recently. Microsoft can't release any game to save them li- their life, and they
0: managed to release that one. I was thinking about Inscription. Came out a couple years ago. Yeah, but big devs.
1: That's a small no. one.
0: True. True. Small dev. So is the is the supposition here that maybe leave the original ideas to the indie devs and not to the AAA studios?
1: Well, that's really depressing if you think about it, though, right?
0: Right, highly depressing.
1: <laughs> I mean, there, yeah, exactly. That really is it. I guess the developers that are creating things are really kind of the indie scene. Norco, Norco's absolutely amazing. I, as you can listen to the last episode, I'll say that again and again and again for the rest of my life immortality yeah we love immortality club flashpoint big, big official 2022 20, game yep. yeah but yeah the the giant devs just keep failing i mean like ubisoft just can't release a game to save their life skull and bones got delayed again
0: oh geez i was gonna say do they even have anything other than assassin's creed right now
1: and the last one came out in 2020
0: Jeez, that was Valhalla, right? Yeah, that, was, yeah, and that game guess, was just fine <laughs> They've been live servicing that one for the last two, two and a half years Yup Interesting So yeah, I mean, there's, there's some things,
1: but I wouldn't expect any of these giant devs to make anything interesting It's nah. Amazing Pentiment escaped <laughs> That is true that I don't is. know how it feels like it's not even made by a big company.
0: No, it has every bit of an uh, indie game feel to it. But that does it for questions today. And I think it might even do it for episode one of season two.
1: Yeah, so what are we playing next month?
0: Next month, we're going to play the longest game ever made. It's a 426,000 <laughs> hour long JRPG made by Suda51. Wait, no. Wait, <laughs> What?
1: we're playing kingdom hearts Uh, 2 this is my touchstone game
0: we're playing the zippers game and you've never played a single game in kingdom hearts i haven't i i've watched them played a number of times um but never once have i thought i want to play that game never
1: once still to this day
0: (laughs) (laughs) so we're gonna play it next month and i'm um, gonna try it out (laughs) <laughs> it's gonna be great. We're gonna have a good time. We're also gonna have a special guest. That's true. We love him. You know him, Jake, the voice actor McCaskill.
1: <laughs> quotations.
0: Yes, quotations. Now
1: he he he's an official voice actor. Now we're so proud of him here.
0: That's true. We stand Jake. We stand Jake. I've played the game he's in. I haven't gotten to him, but I've played it. <laughs> I think I'll pump that for my promotions of the month. Actually, yeah. What's the game? Yeah, you should go seek out the free-to-play visual novel Royal Duality on Steam, starring maybe not, but <laughs> not he's starring. in there. He's in <laughs> <At> the, there. <laughs> he's in there at the very end. Our <laughs> dear friend Jake McCaskill. Um, and I have something actual,
1: really fun to promote. Uh, be on the lookout. For a new podcast coming to podcast feeds near you called Snake Way. It is a Dragon Ball watch podcast that I host with my partner, Cheery, And it's a fun time so far. We've recorded a batch of episodes. They're going to be coming out soon next, well, I guess next month since technically this comes out in January. In February, they're coming out. Yeah. And they're a fun time.
0: Good. On the next exciting
1: episode. Oh, it's so good. I love, honestly, I love the English, like, the Japanese opening, yes, is a fucking banger, is a classic, but Go Go Dragon Ball, pretty good too. (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, if you like this podcast, you can rate and review it. I think, again, it's only Apple Podcasts where you can rate and review, but maybe there's other services you can do that should give us five stars. You should We'd tell people it. about us. Yeah, we appreciate it. And we're worth it. God damn it. That's true also. We have a new theme song even for this year. Yeah. And now, and until next time, goodbye.
0: Goodbye.